everyone, and welcome back to the Screening Club Podcast, where we talk all about the media you love. We are one man down again this week. I am here just with Chris. What's going on, Chris? Nothing much. What's up with you? Uh, not much. Not much. I'm still... We'll talk about this later, but I'm still recovering from that uh, Big Little Lies finale last night. Very traumatic. That was some... Uh, I was some crazy stuff in there. So uh, still recovering from that. Uh, other than that, doing pr- pretty good. Pretty good. good. Uh, some good t- TV going on. How, how about you? How are you doing? Doing good. We had, a, we had a lot of great TV this week. We had a few big finales. We had a big trailer release. That's all making for some great television. Yeah, I know you've been watching. Uh, you've been watching a couple things that had f- finales this this past week, huh? Yep, Le- it's Legion had its finale, and Walking Dead had its season seven finale. It's a lot of finale action in one week for you. I know the there's gonna it. be there's gonna be one week of not much to watch, and then things start coming back, like uh, leftovers coming back. When does uh, when does Veep return? Is isn't that very soon? I think it's in two weeks. It's I think it's in the same in the same uh, release as the leftovers because the leftovers took Game of Thrones spot. I cannot wait for Veep. Neither can I. And uh, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley too, huh? Mm-hmm. I feel like there was something. Oh, it's Game of Thrones. That's the trifecta for me. The HBO trifecta: mm-hmm. Ga- Game of Thrones, Veep, and Silicon Valley. But Game of Thrones is is late. Yep, it's late. Uh, I think the reason why is because they. Had to wait for some more snow to fall in Ireland. Really? Uh, and a delayed shooting. I think that's I think that's the story I heard. I didn't know that. Well, it, as it long out. as they have to take, you know? Yeah. Then it, but it worked out well. Um, leftovers is taking their spot, so you got some nice leftovers. Leftovers? What do you mean? Like, they're, they're coming back in, like, er, early? The Leftovers is coming back uh, in two weeks, I think, with its third and final season. Short third and final season. Wow. Okay. Well, that's a uh, that's a lot to fit in. So why don't, why don't we jump right into it? I want to hear hear your thoughts. Uh, we've we've taken everyone right through the entire first season here of Legion. Mm-hmm. I'll start it off because I know everyone's clamoring. All of my predictions were wrong about Legion's finale. <laughs> no one. There were no references to the X Men. An X Man did not show up. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's still, that didn't mean it was bad. It was very good. Um, I was excited for the season finale because we finally got out of David's mind and we were squarely in the real world and that Mm. show kind of, that show has been, it can get lost in the weeds a little bit in like this, like ethereal plane of existence. That's not like half, half real, half not almost, almost like the matrix like where like if Bad things happen to you in this world, like could happen to you in real, could mm. affect your real life body. Yeah, and vice versa. You could save yourself from th- bad things happening in the real world. But we were squarely in the real world for most of this episode, uh, and I liked most, if not all of it. Uh, they kind of fleshed out a villain character, uh, which I assume he's going to play a larger role in season two. And I wasn't entirely happy with that. Uh, can't even tell you. I don't even know if they said his name, but the the uh, the villain from the first episode returns. 
for the last few episodes, uh, looking a bit oh. different. So, so someone I saw. Yeah, remember the guy interviewing him? Ah, yes. Yep. Isn't the guy interviewing him, uh, he's he's from a few different shows. Same guy from uh, the show that we were watching on on F- FX. FX. Isn't well, that him? Well, Legion the, is on FX. The American f- f- physician from the show on FX. Well, that guy was in the newsroom for a little yes. while. Yes. He he was one of the ones that was that was in, in interviewing him in Legion. I know, but what do you mean the American physician? Well, okay. So I guess, um, you know, that show that we were watching, we watched the entire season on FX. I'm just spacing on the name. Oh, okay. Ta- ta- taboo? Oh, Taboo. I don't think he was... No, that's not that guy. Oh. That guy is... that The guy you're thinking House of, of is from House of Cards. Yeah. Yep. That's that's what I was thinking. Yep. Okay. But that guy is also... Was in Legion. What, wasn't he one, one of the ones interviewing him? I don't think so. That You know, those guys are interchangeable, though. I can see how you can get mixed <laughs> up. They're very plain. They're very sure. plain looking guys. I'm not sure who the other guy you're, you're talking about is. Well, I'll still... I'll envision him in my mind. Sure, yeah. One, he, one's got more returned? hair than the other. Yeah, he, he returned. Uh, he gets burnt, burnt pretty bad in the first episode. Uh, so he returns with some heavy prosthetics, which look pretty good. But uh, this season finale was some CGI heavy. There was a lot of moving think people moving things with their mind. <laughs> you know, he does have superpowers. Yeah. And uh, it left off on a really good note. Um so I'm excited for season two, whenever that comes. But Chris, isn't there something to be said about just a story having an ending? Absolutely. So why season two? Because this didn't have an ending. <laughs> this didn't have a finite oh, okay. ending. Okay. So you enjoyed it. How was your overall Legion ex- experience? Legion was a great surprise. Uh, I think when everyone heard the idea of an X-Men of a television show set in the X-Men universe. I think everyone kind of cringed at the thought of that. Uh, but haven't there been like a hundred shows that are that? What do you mean? In the X-Men universe? There's been a bunch of superhero shows, but none set in the X-Men universe. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, and I thought that idea sounded horrible, but you know, you get the right talent, you get the right writers like they seem to have. (laughs) And, uh, you get it done. Wow. So you'll be tuning in. Oh, yeah, for season two, for sure. Well, what are the big, you know, what left you wondering? What are your big cliff cliffhangers for what's, what, what's going to happen when they return? The the big bad from this season has infected another main character. Oh, my God. They drive off into the sunset. So I assume season two is going to be about tracking them down, fixing uh, the mistakes. All right, cool. And any other thoughts on it? Um... What's what's his one of the uh, one of the guys from Flight of the Concords plays oh, a pretty major role in 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 this show in Legion. Yeah, the one there's one that kind of went in a more musical like production background after Flight of the Concords. It's the other guy that went more to acting role. Well, Jermaine, I know the guy that's a little bit bigger or the guy that's a little bit guy. bigger. Jermaine um, Clement is his name. He, he's uh, the guy that's in this show. Yep, he he's play he played a. Pretty key role in the second half of the series, uh, and he did. It. I just like that guy a lot. He's awesome. So he was like a funny guy, or yeah, he's quirky. He's a quirky dude. You should watch it. 
Check out Jermaine Clement. Yeah, I actually, uh, I just couldn't quite push through it. I actually had another show that several of my uh, my friends had recommended to me. Um, mm-hmm. That I think they just came out with the first episode of the third season on April Fool's Day. Rick and Morty. Do you know it? I've heard of it. Yeah. All my friends were uh, really recommending it, and they pushed me over. Over the edge, and I did watch uh, the first season, but uh, not doing I, it for you. I just thought it was okay. Sort of the the reason I brought it up it, the the show itself reminded me nothing of Legion, but I just got sort of the same sort of ap- a- apathetic feeling. Like there was a couple of cool things, but yeah, uh, I think uh, I think that show is ran and created by Dan Harmon, same guy that created Community. Yeah, Dan Harmon. I do remember see that his name. name. Yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of that guy. He has a CISO show called Harmon Quest. That's very good. I mean, there's some classic jokes in Rick and Morty that are funny, but like, I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know if it's one of those things where like the first season wasn't as strong. But I found myself just, you know, sitting there, sort of. Okay, like that shows. An, that shows that. an homage to Back to the Future, right? I haven't seen an episode. Um, yeah, yeah, like it's, it's an old man and it's his grandson and they go on, he's like a mad scientist type guy and he goes on a a bunch of adventures and sort of just really like, I think part of the joy of it is supposed to be like anything can happen. Like, it's just like, you just have no idea what's, what's going to happen. Like everyone could just die or what, whatever. Cool. Um, but it was pretty funny, but yeah, I just, neither of those, uh, not that they're alike in, in any way at all, although they both have magic powers, I think, right? True. I, well, I don't think I can, I can go, go more, but yeah, I'm happy you, uh, you liked Legion. Let's talk about, uh, another show that at times cool. itself is having trouble p- pushing forward. Uh, I want to talk about DS designated survivor for for a second here um ds this last week i would say was more of a like an informational like we're just sort of like getting a bunch of like background type stuff dumped on us episode like nothing too big happened with that being said and I, i might be meshing the last two two episodes together the big thing in this episode was the the a former president comes and he's like a big special guy and he's helping uh he's helping Kiefer, you know, giving yeah. him advice and at the beginning he's like sort of a big ass. Mm-hmm. Uh tell, you know, you didn't do a good job. Like he's I'll I'll be straight with you. You didn't do a good job. Um, and then Kiefer's like, oh, okay. But then they sort of, I think, you know, like bond, I think, and they put, are pushing forward. The other thing, Maggie Q continues with her investigation into what happened. And the former president's chief of staff um, shows back up. It's been showed that while everyone thought he died, he was actually alive um, a, a couple of times. Uh, and now we get a lot more background story into, you know, what happened with him and exactly what's happening. And now he's sort of back in the fold. Um, 
I guess like the other big thing was they've been investigating his current chief of staff, uh, Aaron might be Adam. I think the actor's name is Adam. His name is Aaron. Uh, and he found out that they've been investigating him and he sort of got pissed and now he has stepped down and this other like advisor that he was close with, Emily has stepped up and she's having to go into that, that, that role. But really, so that's all, all that happened really like no big things happened this, this week. And it was okay. And not to lump this in with DS, but I also want to say my other show, uh, you know, my network show that I watch, uh, Madam Secretary, you know, I was driving home, uh, yesterday, this was, we're recording this on Monday, um, thinking, man, what's Madam Secretary going to do this week to mess with me? Because constantly the show is getting like pushed by sports. Like I can never DVR it because it's always like a half an hour off. It's always, so I said to myself, what's it going to be this week? And I turn on CBS and it's the country music awards or something like, like that. One of the, the country music things I think. So Madam Secretary didn't happen this, this week. Uh, Madam Secretary, though, I'm loving the husband storyline, and I would like to have more of that. In fact, I feel bad. It just sort of feels like Tay Leone's storylines are just like the ones that are sort of like get tied up every week, mm. and he gets the like ongoing stuff that I'm into more with this, uh, you know, this cult that they're they're investigating. So I'll I'll be interested in that. Uh, Hopefully there's no sports or award shows uh, or anything else. Really anything. It just seems like the last thing on CBS's mind is just allowing us to be regular viewers of Madam Secretary. So I hope uh, if they allow us, we'll we'll be able to watch their their programming Mm -hmm. next next week. Nothing against the show. Bless you all. Um, but yeah, so I, I had just those two quick hits for us, Chris. I know you, you had a couple, right? Of course, The Walking Dead ended season seven this week. Surprise, you're giving this quick hit status. Big episode. Well, I'm giving it a quick hit status because neither God rest his soul, Mike, or you watched the, watched the show, so... So uh, I can't really expound upon it too too long, but I will say it was a. I wanted to, it was an extended episode. <clears throat> it ate into my other show times, which I don't I uh, don't always love. Uh, it's one thing that I actually didn't like about Taboo was that every episode was like an hour sixteen or something <laughs> like around there. Was and it? It was really hard to like schedule my time to watch that show because I never knew exactly how long mm. I had to watch it. Anyway, so this was an hour and a half. <clears throat> It was a completely mediocre season finale. I really wanted to like it. You know, I have a, I have a soft spot in my heart for The Walking Dead. Uh, and they, I will commend them. They do mix things up with their, their big episodes uh, with some, like, non-linear storytelling. Uh, stuff like that. And they did that to mild success this, this week. Uh, but things did pop off. The war has begun. And... It started off with a battle, and our heroes won the battle, but the war is still yet to be won. Uh, the fighting was not particularly well shot. Uh, it was very matter-of-fact. There was a lot of shots of people 
shooting guns off into the distance, uh, and you don't see what they're shooting at, which is like classic television, uh, cutting around violence BS that I don't like. Uh, let's see here. What else is there to say? There were cool moments. I mean, Walking Dead does do cool moments. Can't, can't say they don't do that. There was, there was so long in this show without a zombie in it, and all of the, all of the tension was around characters facing off against other characters, uh, that I completely forgot it was a zombie show, and when there was a, there was a surprise zombie attack, and it was like, legitimately surprising, I was like, oh my god, there's, I was like, I couldn't believe it. There were twists and turns, uh, some of which I didn't see coming at all. I kind of felt like bullshit, and the others I could see coming a mile away. But, you know, I think this episode, in the end, got us to where we needed to be. The war has begun, and it'll be fun. It's going to be fun next season, I think. You forgot you were watching a zombie show? Yeah, see, now, in the comic, there are whole multiple issues where zombies don't even show up. Mm. And I think that's something that this show hasn't really reflected, reflected well. Every episode's going to have, like, a couple, at least a couple zombie kills. This one, like, you don't even see zombies for a very long time, and there's really only one in the episode. Wow. And it's a surprise. Uh, some crazy, some weird CGI work. Pretty good CGI in this episode. I'm very, I'm very up and down on this episode. I don't, there were some really good things, but a lot I didn't like. One thing that I, oh, this will be the last thing I say on this season finale. One thing I hated is that a character dies in this episode, a main character. They intercut this episode with a flashback that we never saw before of this character and another character that's now, that's also dead. And everything they talk about, like, basically, like, symbolizes or reflects upon the, the actions that are happening in this episode, which I think is such BS, because that's not, they didn't, it's like having their cake and eating it, too, because they, they're just writing this scene that never actually happened <laughs> to perfectly time with what's happening in this episode <laughs> to make it seem, like, important or, like written well when really they just didn't do any of the legwork like if that scene actually had happened like yeah. six months ago and you could look back and you could and, or, and they really did a flashback and, or you could look back and you could say wow this scene really was foreshadowing what happened in this episode then it would be cool but it's kind of just it's lazy writing in my opinion wait so they brought back a, a dead actor to act in the scene yeah they did a they did a flashback of a scene that hadn't been in the show before but like they brought back an actor that ha- hadn't yeah. been in the show for for some time. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool seeing him. But the whole time you were thinking, "Oh, this." I was thinking this they is didn't lazy. Do this the way I wanted. I was thinking this is lazy story writing. <laughs> well, but in general, it seems like you enjoyed it. It would be like it would be like if a character got shot, and then all of a sudden, like if the if like Rick, the main character, got shot in the head. And then, like, in the episode that he got shot in the head, they did, like, a flashback from the first season where he was like, I just don't want to die getting shot in the head. <laughs> like, it's just it's just lazy storytelling to make, to, like, give the scene extra weight. Like, oh, he knew he was going to get shot in the head. <laughs> that is stupid. <laughs> it was like, like that. Just, 
I wonder, is, is there any other pr- precedence for <clears throat> I'm sure it happens uh, other shows that have went back and re-recorded a thing from from uh, from seasons ago? Or I know, was, was it the, the same season? Uh, technically, it was from the season finale and season opener of this of this episode, of this year. Um, uh, okay. But you know, The Walking Dead is so good at just creating fun moments and creating these fun characters. Fun, yeah, just like like a ti- like one of these. It's so they're so good at world building. Like it's almost like Game of Thrones, where there's the, all these communities, and each community, like some communities, have themes. One of the communities called the Kingdom. And it's led uh. by this like king, calls himself King Ezekiel, and he like talks in like almost like he's at like a Renaissance fair. Wow. And he has a pet lion. Oh my god. <clears throat> in this episode, like the lion basically is like a dire wolf. He just like goes around and like kills people. Oh my it's like god. really fun seeing this lion like kill people. Like he attacks who the king tells him to? Yeah. He's trained he's a trained lion. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. I, yeah, I almost know nothing about Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead's pretty crazy. Anything else we should be thinking of moving forward? Everyone, got, let's, get, let's get. I know everyone got off the train a little while ago. Let's get back on the Walking Dead train. <laughs> wow. Let's all get back on. It's time to get back on. Is it? Even though they they copped out and did that that one That's scene. That's just one little. That was one little part. It was it was a fun season finale. Had some bad things about it. Also had some really good things about so it. So would you say if I start watching it, there's a lull that I should push through then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Which it'll encompasses be It'll what? be different. It'll be like, it's like a roller coaster. Mm. Season one's really good. Season two, not so much. Season three's pretty good. Season Around season four and season five, it gets a little weird, but you know. Is that what you, you look for in a television show? If you're binge watching. But the thing is, though. A roller I, coaster of quality. But the thing is, I read, the I read The Walking Dead when they were coming out in trade paperbacks. So I like really care about these characters, and I like really I like the world that they've created. Great. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll join you some someday. Maybe. We'll see. Now we did have a nice little uh, bone thrown to us for the upcoming season. Of Game of Thrones, we had what they called. So when I was doing prep for this episode, I I wanted to get the official name. I wasn't sure if it was a teaser or a trailer. What we got was what HBO officially calls an official promo. Official promo, which leads me to believe, and from the footage, it leads me to believe that none of that footage is actually going to be in the season. That it was specifically shot for this promo. Do you think so? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was just. It was our th- the basically the three main characters, Cersei, Daenerys, and John, just walking in the hall, walking in their respective buildings, and then sitting down in their respective thrones. Um, you know, just it's fun. You basically the only information that we got out of it was Cersei when she breathes after she sits on the Iron Throne, she breathes out like you can see her breath as if it's really cold. King's Landing, as if winter has come. Yeah. Well, I think that's not all we got out of it. Though. Well, that's that's one of the main things. And then we also got Daenerys is sitting on a throne that we've almost we've probably never seen before, and it looks very like black, black wet rock, which you can probably theorize is Dragonstone. 
what is Dragonstone? I think it's is called Dragonstone. Where her ancestors come from. Dragon. Let me get. Let me get the official name up here. I don't think. Did, did it look like Black Rock? I, th- I thought it looked like sort of brown. I can't remember. I remember th- thinking it looked really cool. Dragon. It's either Dragonstone or Dragon's Reach. I think I read that it's. It looks like the throne from where the Targaryens cut from. Dragonstone. Yes. So we've seen Dragonstone before. And it's where Stannis was in the first few seasons when we uh, saw him. Okay. That's because when Robert Baratheon took over King's Landing, he gave... Uh, he obviously killed all the Targaryens. He gave his brother... Uh, he gave his brother, basically, he became the vassal of Dragonstone. And, okay. Yeah. So, but it is the line, uh, family home. It is the family seat of the Targaryens so it would make sense that when she came over the first place would be to take back is her family's uh, mm. she's kind of an heir to that castle who's there now do we know I bet it would just be well Stannis is dead I bet it's just uh, like whatever sort of population was living on the island at the time I think there's like a king there now it might be but I bet it probably wouldn't be that hard to take it over mm. yeah I bet he, there's got to be like shitty Baratheons left, like little Baratheons. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Another little detail uh, from the, what, what's the, the the official term, Chris? Official promo? Official promo. Yeah, another detail from the official promo uh, that I saw po- pointed out was uh, in the background of Cersei, the, there used to be the religious symbols on the glass mm-hmm. and they've been taken off and now it's the Lannister symbol. Well, there you go. Makes so sense. She probably said we're all set. Makes sense. There's still got to be some religion. I wonder like what is the scene going to be like at King's Landing? Like er- everyone's dead. That was that was one of the, one of the craziest scenes. But she'll ever. say she'll say it was like a terrorist attack or something, yeah. and then everyone will be like in mourning, you know? Yeah, God, that was the amount of people that got taken out in that scene, you know? But that pales in comparison to the Night King's army and the damage they could do. So really, they got bigger fish to fry. Really, yeah. I mean, we've got to be starting to move forward with that stuff, right? Like, yeah, there's only two seasons left. My famous when I joined in watching Game of Thrones in like whatever it was, the fourth season or whatever, the fourth season was out, and I was watching the first. My famous line: "She better get across that ocean before the end of the first season." That was my 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 famous line. And yet, you kept watching. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? I kept watching. She didn't get across the ocean by that time. Yeah, but why? And yet, why, you, why and yet you kept watching. Oh, I thought well, you said it wasn't a threat. Well, you said you, she better. She better. <laughs> she or, better. Or like or we've what? been waiting so long. Or she what? better get across. <laughs> well, it's it, it, it's a phrase, Chris. You don't oh, okay. always have to. <laughs> right. Come on. But anyway, she. I just hope we don't have a lot more time to drag things out here. You know, so we need to get things going with with all of that. I mean unbelievable though like weren't there like wasn't like the majority of like their forces and stuff like at that trial and stuff like there must have been like so many are like guards and a lot of guards but the lannister armies are probably all 
Mm. Well set. I just that that's going to be a crazy scene. And when you think about just everyone that's that's dead, like there's not even that that many characters left. Like there's not even like a lot of like compared to what what, died, what, yeah. what was. We're really uh, we're we're rounding things things out. When's that supposed to come back? You didn't watch the official promo to the end. Uh, no, I definitely did with the eye. I, think it's, is I it, just didn't re- remember. Is it, uh, July 17th? Oh, you, you, you didn't watch it? And I did. And, until I the end? I think it's July 17th. Gosh, I get it. Well, if we have to wait, we have to wait. That'll be weird for it to be coming back in the summer. Yeah. It's weird, but I guess it all makes sense. Winter is coming, right? So they. Winter is here. Put it on July July sixteenth. July sixteenth. But very good. I I can't wait. We're gonna be digging into that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be digging in to that. Speaking of digging in, let's get to let's get to big big little lies. I I want to talk about just first just our our initial thoughts, and I really quickly want want to just say. This episode, I can't remember watching an episode of television that was just so tense. Like, it was so tense. Like, everything about that episode from the get-go was just so, like, it was just so hard to to, to watch. It sort of reminded me of, like, uh, the... It was the level of intensity of uh, Manchester by the Sea. That's mm-hmm. that's how I felt. Like it was just hard to watch because it was just so Manchester by the Sea. A lot more dry though. Just like a well, lot more. Let me before you before you go any further. I will say, not, I'm not a big fan of this episode. Yeah. Well, we. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll take take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> Why? Okay. Tell, well, uh, you you didn't like this this episode. I liked I liked a lot of this episode, but I thought a lot of I thought things were tied up. A lot of story threads were tied up way too fast. A lot of a lot of weird things in this episode that I think people are overlooking, or maybe I'm adding more importance to that just annoyed me. But 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 Chris, you said why can't we just have one season? You 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 didn't want to give them more more time. Uh, I think that stories, when they're done properly uh, and written in well, can be can be done. In one so this last well. episode could have been done. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think if they chose to write things a little bit differently, it could have been done better for my taste. But uh, the only real thing that annoyed me was that there was no conclusion to the affair. Which now that I've been reading online i saw that was not part of the book the okay. affair was not in the book and reese witherspoon want to put it in well it's pro- that probably makes sense because otherwise otherwise reese witherspoon's character is like a perfect person like this show is all about like everyone has something weird about them she's divorced that that doesn't be- <laughs> she's divorced because her husband cheated on her he, that that's why they 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 divorced. Yeah, I think she. I think uh, I think that's she cheated on her with the with his new wife. Really, I didn't. Maybe I'm making maybe that. I'm making that up. That's just what I thought. Yeah, 
Um, I don't know that we needed an affair for her to have pieces of her life that aren't perfect. Uh, well, more it's just she has this, like, vulnerable side to her that isn't that she has a secret as well, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I th- I thought it was, you know, it was interesting, but it didn't really, it didn't, like, no, nothing it, yeah, happened. Nothing happened with it. But, like, when, like, we found out who the bully was, and we were just supposed to, like, there's one scene where Ziggy knew all along, apparently, that this kid was the bully. Well, we don't know all along. She might have told him re- recently. I think it's, she knew for a long time. Mm. She was told to keep his mouth shut. I think that's just, I just didn't like that. Ziggy knew all, Ziggy, I guess, maybe not all along, but Ziggy knew for so long. Ziggy's not a snitch. But he, is a, but he is a snitch. It took about two seconds. No, he was not a snitch. He was a snitch. He, 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 he didn't he, say. He literally pointed at the person that did it. Anyway, so not a they big have, fan. She has been okay. What more can can she, can can she do? She never explicitly said, "Do you actually know who it is?" And like she, like I think it's reasonable that everyone thought it was him. So all they were ever asking him was, "Is it you? Is it you? Is it you?" Like it was clearly some weird thing. It is. Yeah, it is some weird thing. Like are are we to ex- extrapolate from what what you've you've just said that it's very weird that. C- Celeste hasn't told anyone about her being abused by her her husband. No, not at all. But she also has told someone of being abused by her husband. We've seen that. We've seen multiple really good scenes that we've talked about on this show about how we liked how, like she, the therapist like slowly gets it out of her, and then she makes this connection, and then it. Yeah, but you can't exactly do that with like we we don't know if Amabella just just told him. I think during the scene, it's, I think during the scene, he said that he was told to keep his mouth shut because of fear that it would be worse. I think that's what this. I think that's what Ziggy said in the scene. Yeah, which would lead me to believe that he's been keeping this secret for a long time. How are we supposed to know that he hasn't been trying to break Amabella down and say, "Please tell me, please, please tell me"? We we don't <laughs> we know. don't know either way. The other thing was like they also threw threw in, oh. And uh, he also threw Sky down the stairs too. Like, did did you hear hear that? While Jane is telling Celeste what Ziggy told her, she throws in that Ziggy also told her that Max threw Sky, who is Madeline Madeline's who, daughter. Well, it's the Nathan Nathan and his new wife's daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The- that she threw Scott. He threw Sky down the stairs at school too. Now that I don't think we've ever heard of that before, so that was just like another like little addition, like that. I, I, I don't know, it just sort of came came out of nowhere. With that being said, sure, maybe it wasn't the perfect reveal, but I'll tell you this: everything with Nicole Kidman was insanely good in this episode. And she's she's great. Um... Yeah, there's no, nothing wrong with that, but nothing. It, I don't want to. No, I mean like nothing wrong with her performance, and I don't want to just keep pointing out. There's just a lot of little things that annoyed me. Like, well, you know, when you're pointing out little little things, then, <laughs> then it's probably big, ex- li- big little extremely things. good. But okay, big little yeah. things. But yes, well, what, there is a, there's what, also there's thing? also a larger thing that we can talk about later. But like, it seems like every middle-aged parent in this town has the voice of a recording artist 
So I was thinking about that too. Now, I don't know why you brought that up after I was talking about Celeste, but um yeah, so that that was something that 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 was on my uh, my mind too. I was discussing this on online a little bit on Reddit and I saw it su- suggested that um and and this makes sense to me. You had to pay to sing on stage, so probably only people that have good voices would volunteer and pay to sing. Okay. So I, I think it's reasonable that just like not everyone was forced to sing. We saw three three people sing. So That's I think true, it was just sure. you you had to pay to sing on stage, like someone that sucks, you know. Well, Tony you're paying for charity, so maybe it would be fun. You want to like pay to, for charity, like the uh, multiple uh, multiple regional and federal agencies have consulted with our friend Tony to use his voice uh, when there's like a hostage situation and other things like like that. Mm-hmm. So Tony really, and so I'd, I'd love to ask, ask him about this. My guess would be, you know, if Tony, if, if Tony was one of the characters in this show, he would not be singing. I think it's legitimate that yes, Everyone did seem to have a fantastic voice, although to different levels. Bonnie had a really maybe, good voice. Maybe to your trained ears, but to me, it seemed like everyone had. Well, it was clear that Nathan did not have a great voice. Like it was just like a like he, he was, was doing pretty his thing. good. Yeah, he he, he he was pretty good. He was but, better than he thought he was going to be. Yeah, but speaking sure. of like leading up to things, they've all been practicing. Like it's pretty clear that they all put a lot of effort and care about this. I think that, but if that's true, then, then why is everyone so surprised when everyone goes up and goes like, whoa, you did so good. I, I I think the, uh, I think the bigger question here is in what way was this trivia night? (laughs) That is a bigger, bigger question because we've had everyone dress up in costumes and everyone sing. And I think we did hear one trivia question. I think the principal did ask maybe a, tr- a, tr- a trivia question, but to have everyone referring to this as trivia night. Also, I, why, if it's so it, it it's so clear who did this killing and like why and who who died. I don't think it's clear who did it. No, but uh, no, I just, but who the people involved in the killing are. Okay. I'm talking. I'm talking just in general. Like if we were at well, the if we were at the party, we don't know it's a killing. Why were the cops or, or the death? Yeah, who you, you're talking about? It's it's so clear who was standing around when. Yeah, yeah. Someone, who were involved? Died. Who yeah. are the main principals? Why is why all these random people may, were asked to give commentary on everyone's like everyone's life? People that weren't even people that were just tangentially involved. Well, they did say some of the the interviewers at the end said, "Why are you asking us about this?" Because it's so clear. In, in fact, that 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 one guy said, "The real question is, why are you asking us these questions when it's so it's so clear?" Yeah, he said that, and I think the reason was they were trying to dig as deep as they could because the female thought investigator thought someone was lying. I guess uh, so. I mean, that that can be the the. The only answer. Let's talk sure. about C- Celeste for a minute, though. Sure. Everything that Nicole Kimmon did in this entire series was... I was... She'll be getting nominated. I, I gotta tell you, I was getting emotional. Like, I think the best scene of the entire se- series was when Jane told Celeste 
what 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 Ziggy told her. I was just like, I was just feeling for Nicole Kidman. So to to be going through all of this, she just came from her apartment and all of that stuff, and then she mm. goes and meets with Jane, who was just being like so sweet to her and trying to present it in like a nice way, and then to also have to hear this, like I was like dying. But you know, you know what I liked that about scene. that scene though. I like that. I like that. Uh, I was expecting her to like break down and maybe tell Jane, but mm. it really like it just it, it emboldened her. And gave That's her like true. a sense of purpose, like yeah, because all along, all along she's children. but all yeah, all along she's been saying like it hasn't affected the kids. He'd never touched the kids, yeah, and this is like concrete evidence, like yeah, as in now, now I th- I'm gonna do something about it. I I almost and and I'll tell you the the scene that I just I almost could, could, couldn't watch was your your property manager called <laughs> like that if if you didn't feel the tension there. Then there is. I mean, that was absolutely insane. <laughs> like, I don't know why did she 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 go in the car? Was it just to so her her children were shielded from what was you about know, to happen? I say I'll I'll meet you there. I'm taking Uber. You know, there's a great scene in the remake of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay, where. The main bad guy and the main good guy is caught like snooping around the main guy, bad guy's house, like looking at like okay. snooping around. Mm-hmm. And the main bad guy catches him and and invites him in. And you and everyone involved in the scene knows that he's like a murderer, that he's like a torturer. <laughs> but he he invites him in in such like a kind way, like hey, yeah. you want to come in for a drink? And then when he gets in, he says like, it's so weird how if you just ask someone or act normal we both know what was going to happen but yeah societal norms are stronger than your will to survive i think an additional thing sort of in that area when they're in the car and also it was you know i think in, i think they were the two performances of the show nicole kibben and Scarsgard. Mm-hmm. like i mean i feel bad bad for him that he was portraying such a piece of shit but like when he's like breaking down and he just like for the first time ever like looks like he's vulnerable and is like but when they're parked in that car it's like why didn't you just like agree with him and get out of the car <laughs> like just say like sure sure yeah we'll we'll talk we'll talk tonight like i feel like i don't know if that was like just us having to suspend our disbelief with tv but like I feel like anyone would just say, like, I'll say what I need to say to get out of this situation. I will say this. Renata, I think, was another breakthrough character in this in this episode. Like, she, when she is, like, consoling, like, she's such good. Everyone Nicole Kidman touched in this episode, like, the scene between her and her kid when she is, like, telling him to tell her, like, that is an awesome scene. Her and Jane. Uh, her and uh, Perry and then her and Renata like that is also like such like to see Renata like actually care and like just like they've all been through through so much and they're just trying to like they're just building that that uh, it was so uh, it was so much but Chris how about this you you didn't think it was a, poss- a, p- a possibility that Perry was the uh, 
was the the rapist. And I still don't like that he was the rapist. I think in in this world of I think it's too it's all too convenient. I have some was more a, book knowledge. It, it was acted. It was it was portrayed well, and it was acted. Uh, the scene was. I liked all the acting in the scene, but in this world of Facebook and picture and pictures <laughs> and uh, people just knowing people, <laughs> you would think that she would stumble. That Jane would stumble upon the photo of one of her best friend's husbands, maybe on like an iPhone, maybe. Uh, in family pictures when they're exchanging family pictures to think that Jane had never seen one of her best friend's husband's face. How many, but we're only talking about like a couple months or something here. I guess so, but and I guess also in the book, book spoilers, I guess, but it's all over. I think something I was reading said this was from the book. I guess in the book Jane moves to this town because she finds out that her rapist lives in this town. Oh, that makes a little bit more so sense. That makes a little that's more an, sense. yeah. That that's another weird thing of coincidence. How like she just randomly happens to move to the town and meet the white and become <laughs> friends with the wife of her rapist. As I said last week, it would have been it would be really like I it's I all didn't too, like it it's either. all a little too convenient. And then in and then another weird thing that I didn't like about that scene is that he that you get the you get the like crazy drama filled moment of when everyone looks at each other and they all realize what happened, like what's up. But then instead of booking, which I think would be the normal reaction of any of instead of Perry just booking it, like I'm caught, time time to just bounce. You mean well, you think well, what do you think all those facial expressions meant? What did all all of the women f- figure out? Well, I think Jane realized Perry was the rapist, and then I think Celeste realized that he was her rapist as well because they looked Jane and her looked at each other. But the point I'm trying to get across is that instead of just, and then I think Perry realized that that the his victim that he's that he's seeing his victim for the first time in a long time. Yeah, sorry. But instead of just leaving, which I think is probably what most people would do, just like running away from the situation, he decides to just start punching these women, and then when things start going south, he just keeps kicking his wife on the ground. Leaving himself open to be pushed down the stairs, it just all see. It's a little weird. I thought that 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 was weird too. I, I'm not sure that Perry knew who Jane was. Okay, I think that Perry was just the whole. Well, the whole episode has been building up to him just losing control. So I think he just I think he's just in a blind rage, went crazy, and just said, "I I need to kick the shit out of her." Okay, I get like I think that's what had. Like he just went. Because it was becoming more and more clear that, like, okay, I'm not getting out of this. And then he was just probably, like, with his psycho rage, um, like, that's still, I like, I don't that. really understand. Like, weird. And I think it makes the most sense to me <laughs> because I'll, I'll have to rewatch it again because I don't know if, like, if he was just going, like, Hulk mode and trying to take on everyone or if he was, like, just going after Celeste. Like, I, need to I kill, think- like I need to kill my wife. Like, that's what needs to happen here. Yeah, like I think there, there's no way that he was like thinking Cause clearly because, like, what? I guess so. You, yeah, because you would think the the. I mean, obviously, he's not a rational person because he's like a horrible person. But you yeah. would think the you would think the the self the to protect yourself at like a like like a legal level, you would just want to get as far away from that situation as possible, then just deny everything from that point on. 
Yeah, which is why I think I don't think there's any way that he had any plan in his mind. I th- I think like it was Rick. just like I hate Celeste, and it's all it's all over. So. I guess so. I did like how he he died on the stairs that Marilyn rips the safety table off and walks up every like we see we see her do that like six times. Who who did that? Remember Marilyn when she's going to do Madeline? She's, sorry, yeah, Marilyn, yeah, Madeline. Okay. Remember Madeline, like when she's going to check out things for the play or just visiting school, she rips the tape off and goes ah, upstairs. Okay. It's the same stairs. Okay, that he dies yeah. on, which I really liked. That's cool. I man, talk about scary Elvis, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that was a scary. Alexander Skarsgård. I fear that he is getting typecast as like a horrible person. Is he a horrible person in True Blood? He's a hor- He's a horrible person to begin with, and then he becomes a fan favorite. He really? becomes a great man. <laughs> okay. But That's... I feel like he's... I feel like it's too easy. He's really not like a leading man. He was obviously Tarzan, of course, be the main leading man. But he's really not like... I don't think he can do a, a like a big like dramatic movie where it's just him, you know? Like Why? Cause he's he's got a little bit of an accent. He's a little bit he's a little bit like he looks like a bad guy, you know. Yeah, he's sort of like menacing. But he's really like he's really charming. When like in True Blood, he like he puts on the charm and he can be like a really funny dude. So you know that guy deserves some like nicer roles. I think he did an outstanding. He job. did a good. He's a great actor. Outstanding, outstanding job. And I'll say that. Well, what what did you think about Bonnie being the the killer? Well, the 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 manslaughter sure I like sure also like Jane the uh, the waiter isn't it like isn't gay yeah all of a sudden like just all these all these things all these nice like all these nice coincidences why, happening. why are we a think he was gay just because how he acted uh, I want to say Marilyn again but it's not Marilyn <laughs> it's uh, Madeline Madeline yeah Madeline specifically said he was gay he was Renat said Madeline oh Madeline. did did uh, he said like in one of the first few episodes they were like oh is he single and then she said he's gay all the good ones are gay oh I don't even remember that but Jane did say you're you're not gay yeah it's big it's like a big thing that he's gay. Like there was this whole scene about how he was gay. Okay. Well, yeah. But right when that scene happened, and then they went out to the uh, to trivia night. I thought that he was gonna die. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, of course it's gonna be someone that doesn't matter. <laughs> he also had one of the uh, the lines of the episode. Uh, I rode my bike here, and I got us an Uber. Can I leave the helmet? Can I leave this here? <laughs> yeah. Now, did you think who do you think it was after like? it cut away and we didn't see who died like before they showed Perry's body like at that point when it was, it was clear it was one of that one of small the, group one of the group yeah I thought it was pretty clear that it was him I was thinking it could be well then like the first person they show is Celeste like they show that C- Celeste is being attended to yeah. and then I was like thinking maybe like Jane like Jane would be such like it, it would just kill you no pun intended if Jane died because then Ziggy has no one, and then the the rape victim also dies. Like that would be, that would kill me. Yeah, I don't like that it was Perry, because it's just like what I I think that's what it's been leading up to this whole time. Like it's too it was convenient. just like it's too convenient. Hey, you you didn't think it was going to happen last week because I, I didn't it think it was going to happen because it was too obvious. It was too convenient. Apparently, in the book, more more book knowledge, Bonnie 
they give her more of a backstory where she was abused as a child. So she was very like, that's why she's attuned it. It would make more sense. Like she really picked up on what what was going on. Um, and also like, why, why they have to hide it? You know, hide what, why are they lying about her pushing him down the stairs? You know? Oh yeah. Um, like I, I think maybe just so they don't have to go through all the social aspects of social being aspects, and I, it's probably and the uh, one of the cops did say it would be like he said something like unintentional manslaughter or something like that. Yeah, but like even that, like he's be- beating, he's beating the crap out of multiple he's women or whatever. He's beating another person to death. He's, be- he's <laughs> like beating he another person. Yeah, he, he, she, she, like I think it would be almost nothing, but I think it must be just like the social stigma. Yeah. And I guess and Celeste is like a lawyer, so she probably knows like, yeah, I'll just keep her mouth shut. Yeah, we'll just blow over. Some people are saying that was like the cheesiest part of the book because apparently Bonnie like yelled some some signature line like right before she <laughs> she pushed him, like said like we saw we saw what you did or something. And then apparently in the book, sorry to bring up the book stuff, but I saw it's like fine. some people chatting. Um, I, I guess the first person to say. I didn't see anything after it happened was Renata in the book. What, what do you think about that? <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> and then finally, before we get to, there's been rumors of season two. Well, it did. It did. There was a little cliffhanger. Yeah. With the uh, binoculars at the end. Yep. I do want to say it's been brought to my attention on Reddit. Ziggy is a, child theater critic and has a YouTube channel where he... Oh, the actual... Ziggy, the actor. Yeah, the actor that portrays Ziggy, whose name I don't know. I think his name might be Ian. Um, But... And, additionally, so there, you know, Reddit, shout out Reddit, you know. uh, Ziggy, the actor that portrays Ziggy will be portraying, and forgive me, I've never seen this this, this show. You, you know the awkward guy from, uh, what's like that huge show? Is it How I Met Your Mother, where one of them is like awkward? Yeah, are you talking about, um... Or is it the, the, the Big, Bang, Big Bang, Theory? Bang Theory? Yeah. Is one of them, like, he's tall... Sheldon? Yes, yeah, Sheldon. They're doing a spinoff of that. Oh, really? Where he is going to, I hope this is correct, it, it's either that or How I Met Your Mother, but I think it's that one. It's a spinoff, it's him... As a nine-year-old kid, portrayed by by Ziggy, voiceover by the God, actual actor. Um, but I thought Ziggy was was pretty good. It's pretty good. Shame, shame that he's attached to a Big Bang Theory. Though, <laughs> Why? It's that, like the the biggest show. Because that show sucks. Great, <laughs> but it's extremely popular. A lot of people don't don't think it sucks. So doesn't mean. I have to, I mean, I have to change my feelings. So on. you've watched quite a bit of this this show, then. I've watched my fair share enough to know it sucks. Why? Why does it suck anyway? Uh, it's just not well written. It's just like a classic shitty like sitcom. Well, apparently, it's going to be a single camera com- com- comedy, so it's not going to be the the classic setup. Wow, I think it's sort of crazy that. They're just all of a sudden inv- investing in Ziggy, who I don't think any of us have ever heard before to carry an entire show. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he can do it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and good for him and awesome stuff. And the final thing I wanted to talk about was season two. 
What do you think, Chris? You think we might get a season two? Well, did you watch the uh, the after the episode? Yes. Thing. So that zoom at the end was a police was the detective zooming in on them. Yeah. So obviously that's there's some investigation that could happen. I think that, and I think there's there's a bunch of other stuff that could happen, like just life as a like Ziggy isn't like are they gonna tell Ziggy and the twins that they're half half brothers now? Like is any of this? Yeah. I guess there's like not that like that the detective thing would have to be like the main thing carrying everyone. And what's like really the payoff if they get caught? I guess additional stuff because they lied, but like it's still just like she she just pushed him. Yeah. Also, is there gonna be like there's? It's probably gonna feel a lot less tension filled. Yeah, if there's not, unless they unless they do it again, someone else dies <laughs> at the end of the season. I'll tell you, that episode was ten out of ten t- tension. I I don't think I've watched a Game of Thrones episode that had that much just thick, solid tension for the entire episode. Like, and it just had like basically there was this baseline for me of like seven out of ten tension, and then and then we had like. You know, your property manager called ten out of ten, and then we we we'd come down like it was just well, to me like crazy. The entire season was crafted for that for the basically this last episode. Yeah, the entire yeah. season was just build up. So, it some, was some for the better, some for the worse. Absolute insanity. We'll have to get uh, Mike's thoughts when when he returns. Uh, I think he's still in the. Uh, the Mike uh, hibernation burrow that he goes into. You just gotta check the temp. We check. What we do is we check the temp every morning, and we say it's still too cold. Too too cold. But spring is on its way. Yep, spring is the on thaw. its way. Mike would not fare well in the Game of Thrones <laughs> universe. No. He uh, he would have to build quite a big hole to. Yep. To hibernate in, and here and here we go. Let's uh. Let's do this. Chris, can can you share with us where our listeners can visit you online? Sure. Twitter.com slash that Morris and screeningclub.com. And you can visit me at therealjeffmore.com as well as twitter.com slash Jeffum, J-E-F-F-A-M. And you can find us all online, screeningclub.com, as Chris mentioned, where you can see articles, insight, and to share your thoughts with us. You can also share your comments or thoughts. Email us, screeningclub at gmail.com. Remember to rate and subscribe. We really appreciate it, whatever podcast service you are listening to. And remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on all those social medias, and you can interact with us on there, too. Till next week, guys, thank you for listening along, and we will see you then. 